3: Honestly, I'm not surprised by this. You're not? No, I'm not. Why are you not surprised, Meredith? Do you know something? Did she tell you something? Too many things didn't add up, and I've suspected that something was going on for a while. And now I kind of just, it's like validated that I was right, I'm not crazy. That's the bottom line. I've had a lot of open question marks with Jen. Is it beyond comprehension that this would happen? No, but to hear that somebody in your social circle has been arrested with multiple authorities descending on the beauty lab parking lot? Yeah, that's shocking. (laughs) I feel like we don't know her. Yeah, I feel like you guys really don't. I feel like I kind of did and not anyone really wanted to listen or believe me, but that's okay. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, i say so. I love you guys. I can't wait for you to get here. The good news is while everything else is falling apart around us, we do have a beautiful house here. Love you guys. See you soon. Mwah. <laughs>
4: to another episode of Everyone's Business, but mine with me, Cara Berry. We're here to discuss and break down what dear leader Andy Cohen has called one of the top five best housewives episodes of all time, and I'm inclined to agree. Join with me is my friend Maya, my personal legal counsel, which is something I know you love to hear me say because that's absolutely not true and probably. <laughs> <looking> <laughs> curious, but- <laughs> Hi. Hi, BB <baby> Gorgeous. <laughs>
2: Um, Uh, You can actually, you can actually call me lawyer number six or
4: number seven, as it were. (laughs) Um, And you're not um, Adam K or whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, I am so excited, so excited to be a legal voice uh, to whatever (laughs) extent I,
4: you know. this was such a treat like do you remember where you were what your day was like when you found out that Jen Shaw had gotten arrested because I just remember screaming and not stopping screaming since then
2: I like it's funny that you should say that because I actually feel like I do have a pretty vivid memory of it and I think I was having sort of like a tough day at work if I recall correctly, because all mm-hmm. I remember is this feeling of sort of like, oh my God, I just can't deal with this too. <laughs> <laughs> like on top of everything else. Like I can't, I can't, Jen. Uh, um,
4: I think it was on. Yeah, I, I really can't believe we're, we're finally here. I, I truly can't. How have you been feeling about the season leading up to this? Because I think it's been pretty solid. I agree. Um, I do agree. I actually like... Um, I rewatched
2: a bunch of episodes over the weekend because I sort of wanted to give myself like a real feeling of buildup to this culmination of everything. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: it, I, you know, I, I think I'd been starting to get like a little fatigued overall, just like between like Beverly Hills, um, like the reunion kind of being like putting me in a lot of different emotions, Uh um like Potomac like the season ending and like going into the reunion again like just a lot of emotions I think I was starting to feel just a little tired and I wasn't giving Salt Lake like the do that it deserved and so watching it again kind of with like full attention just on it instead of like kind of going between different franchises um I feel exactly as you feel I think it's been a pretty solid season you know not like thrilling but also like pretty good like lots of different arguments going on and then this like just upends everything in such a compelling way
4: yeah before we get into this I want to know your thoughts on a couple of the cast members (laughs) that (laughs) have been like particularly I don't want to say controversial but just people have had a lot of differing opinions on them my first one is
2: well I have I have told you I I texted you (laughs) earlier and I think I have some unpopular opinions so I, I think this is probably a good context setting so you don't have people being like, what the fuck is she saying? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
4: With that being said, how are you feeling about Whitney? <sighs> okay.
2: I think I am I have to I, I think the best way I can put it is I think that she is my bitch eating crackers. I I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I know I know a lot of people love Whitney and it's the kind of thing where like even more than other Bravo characters that I've like kind of disliked, but other people have liked with Whitney, I can actually sit outside of myself enough to be like, I get why people like her. It's just not landing for me. It's not working for me. And like, she is like, has been annoying, just, just annoying the shit out of me. And in a way that again, like it's like very bitch eating crackers where it's like, I am, like, maybe, like, determined not to find you, like, funny and endearing because I will say that I liked her more in this, in the most recent episode than I have prior to that. But mm-hmm. I think it's just, like, you know, she has this, like, faux rebel act that is not working for me. And, like, you know, I have been finding her confessions a bit cringeworthy. Like, she keeps making jokes. They keep not being funny.
1: Uh-huh. Um <laughs>
2: and yeah i think that she is um like i think that she has come across as a bit like insecure with the lisa stuff in a way that has also just contributed to this whole um you know feeling that i have that i, I think that like she's kind of caught between like knowing that fans didn't really like lisa last year And also knowing that she was kind of one of the favorites, like Whitney herself was one of the favorites. Mm -hmm. But I think she also perceives Lisa as being a little cool. So she's kind of going between this thing of like wanting to put Lisa down, but also like seeking her approval. And um, I've had a lot of like, you know, just like she's just exhausted me a little bit. But like I said, I think more than any other housewife, like I I can understand why people like her. Um, Okay. Okay, that's That's my Whitney. That's my Whitney rant, and I'm sorry. Like, that's I feel like that's not a great note for me to start out on, but I have tried to like make it sound as rational as I can.
4: (laughs) No, because I think that people, I think that seems to be the general consensus that people feel about her, Um, particularly when it comes to Lisa, which is really where I find it most hard to believe because I feel like Lisa is being very obviously duplicitous and. And Whitney's just like, why do you keep doing this to me? Like, <laughs> she keeps catching her in these lies. But I don't think people feel like Lisa as is as underhanded as I do. So that, I, I actually love this.
2: I, I actually really love this because I was just thinking about like the last couple of times that I've been on your, on your podcast. I feel like we have agreed on on pretty much everything except maybe yep. like Crystal's other pants. Um, <laughs> this this is actually good because. I am definitely, like, more Team Lisa on all of this. And the thing is, like, I agree that she's being duplicitous. maybe not, like, in every single scenario. I think that, um, you know, there's been times where I've been, like, I don't think she's lying. I think she's just, like, extra. Um, But I also think that even in the moments where I feel like, yeah, she's not telling the truth there, it just doesn't bother me. And, like, again, I know that's, like, that's a me thing, right? Like, I can understand why it bothers other people. But, like, I am finding Lisa, I just find her so, like, the right combination of endearing and weird. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, but I get it. And I actually love that we have different views on this (laughs) because I think it'll make it, like, an interesting convo.
4: (laughs) No, I I do think she's a fascinating person to watch. She, um, somebody was asking like on Twitter, should I watch Salt Lake City? And my thought was like, obviously, yes. But to me, the reason why I find Salt Lake so p- fascinating is that they're like an uncanny valley version of Housewives. Like, 100%. They all them, but it's all, all, every one of them has something off. Like it's like 80% there, but then there's a veering off that doesn't quite make sense. And it makes it more interesting to me.
1: Um, I completely
4: agree. Yeah. Lisa's number one for that for me um she like has these air of like i know she's kind of the one who brought the whole group together but she doesn't really have that alpha vibe but she kind of i agree completely it's kind of like kyle in that way like there's something that's very kyle about her and there's also like i don't know if she is in on the joke or if she's trying to convince us that she's in on the joke. Or what's really going on behind the behind those hazel eyes. But I'm interested. I'm interested.
2: I love the way you put that. Because I, I completely agree with you. And it's interesting because I can't stand Kyle, right? Like, I haven't been able to, like... I haven't liked Kyle since, like, season one of Beverly Hills. Um cool. But I... With Lisa, like, she totally... I think what it is, is... I do not think she is in on the joke. I don't even think she understands that there is a joke that she's not in on. But if she did understand that, she would definitely think she's in on it, though she is not. Um, Yes. But, like, with Kyle, I think, like, Kyle has a level of self-awareness that I don't think that Lisa has. And yet, Mm -hmm. the way that that manifests itself and the ways in which Kyle is, like, kind of self-aware and doing her machinations really turns me off. Whereas with Lisa, it's so ridiculous that, like, I just can't take her seriously. Yeah. I I think what it is is, like, I remember so vividly watching the premiere of Salt Lake City last year. I can't believe it was only last year. Um, And I remember, like, in the first episode when there was that interaction between Lisa and Whitney uh, about the bartenders, I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, I hate this woman Lisa like she is Uh completely awful I don't remember the last time I hated someone like right from the get-go she's such a snob I can't stand her and just like over the course of that first season she just won me over in this really bizarre way where like by the end of the season and like by the reunion I had come completely full circle and was like I'm 100% team Lisa She's in my top favorite, like, five housewives right now. It's so weird. I don't understand when it happened. And, you know, I it's, I don't understand it about myself. But I'm with you. Like, she is totally not an alpha. But I don't think that she yeah. ever really, like, realized that about herself. And now yeah. for the first time she is. And she doesn't know how to handle it. And yes. I just love the way that she's, like, kind of, you know, fumbling through this season. Um mm-hmm. I just like I can't hate the you know kind of machinations that she's doing because they're so obvious and they're yeah. also like the kind of stuff that other housewives on other franchises do just you know a so, lot of with a little more like finesse
4: um, yes yeah. and her last yeah, so is, part of what does feel of, like, a- you see the wheels turning so obviously with her and it's just so funny like girl <laughs> And I think What's that's the, part of why, like, Whitney's been annoying me with, like, her
2: response to a lot of the catering stuff, for example, where it's been, like, of course it was a setup to bring you to, like, the scene of their restaurant. But, like, part of the, like, thing of being on Housewives is that you play along with some of these, like, stupid
4: scenarios. Right. <laughs> like Meredith did with Cameron. R. Yes, IP.
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> let's get into the episode. Um, So it basically starts off where we left off last episode, where we see flashes of Jen getting the phone call, explaining to the girls that Sharice has internal bleeding and she has to leave, but not before she gets those wheat fins. Um, (laughs) uh, The girls, like the agency is descending on her, the girls putting the pieces together and Heather asks if she should call Jen and Lisa's like, um, I don't think you should. No, definitely not. Um, so Heather starts making these, like cracking these jokes immediately. And this is what I love about her. She's like, well, what if she, what if she's like, what if I give her a head of start? Like, what do I do? Like what's going on here? And, um, but also, Heather's really trying to find any way to get Jen out of this or, like, to to make Jen be an innocent party in this situation. And there's just, like, yeah. she's in a hedge, medge, hedge, hedge maze and she is, like, hitting a wall every single t- way she turns. And she is like, do you think that somebody called her and tipped her off? And Whitney's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. girl. <laughs>
2: I find Um, that, like, very relatable, though, in the sense of, like, I mean, Heather has always, you know, is undeniably, like, the most earnest and, like, kind of realist friend that you see on this cast. And mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like, you know, if indeed you were in a situation where, like, your friend was wanted by, like, federal law enforcement, like... I don't know, like for certain friends, like my instinct would probably be like i'm gonna li- i'm gonna give her a little head start too, like yeah um, you know that's 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 like a decent friend, um uh, maybe <laughs> I'm like being half tug in cheek there like but I also think that like it would be a little weird to have an impulse to just like immediately turn your friend in,
4: yeah, for sure, but for also sure. don't
2: be your friend's accomplices, i I guess I should say
4: like as a as a lawyer, and yeah, just as a decent human like. <laughs> Yeah, Probably not. Um, so Heather decides to text Jen and said, and she texts her the cops just showed up at Beauty Lab and said they need to talk to you and make sure you're okay. Um, should we talk about that clip I sent you now or should we get into that later?
2: That's I, I feel like we should talk about it now because that okay. is like that really threw me for a loop. I. I mean, I'll let you I'll let you introduce it. <laughs>
4: Okay, so this was on, like, the Bravo Insider. It's on bravotv.com. You have to sign up to get access. But I, I saw a TikTok. Thank God. You know, there's always a way. There's always a path. You don't have to sign up for shit. Um. So this person showed the clip of Jen in the Bravo, the Salt Lake After Show, explaining what happened when she left the parking lot. And she says that she... Got a call from a New York number, and so she picked it up. And they were like, oh, we just want to make sure you're okay. She asked who they were. They're like, oh, we're from New York. And we just want to check on you. She said that she did get that text from Heather, but not until after she got off the phone. And so basically, she's trying to paint this as she thought that there was actually something wrong with Sharif. Or there was the reason why she was getting a call from this New York area code was because she had years ago a restraining order against somebody in new york and she was concerned that that was why they were calling so this doesn't make any sense <laughs> because i did the absolutely unwell thing of going to look back at the scene because i just wanted to like you know i wanted to go back to the room where it all happened so yeah. when you when you see her Obviously, when she answers the phone, she says, hey, baby, which would be something for a select few amount of people. Right. But when she hangs up the phone, there's like a very brief moment where you can see the contact on her phone and it says Sharif Shah. So for her to be like, I I was concerned. She was kind of like halfway. I was concerned about Sharif and his safety and also about this person that I have a restraining order against. But it's like. There was nothing wrong with Sharif, and you knew that. Yeah. So... And so
2: I, I like this. Uh, it this really threw me for a loop because I had already kind of like constructed what I thought was a pretty solid theory about what actually happened that what actually happened that morning, and everything she said completely blew it out of the water. But now that I've had more time to sit on it, I actually stand by my original theory, which is I think you know, Sharif called her. Uh, well, okay, wait. I I will I will first preface by saying like. I actually didn't care so much at the idea that she had lied about the internal bleeding and that Sharif had, like, told her that the feds were coming for her. Because, frankly, I kind of feel like that's what a spouse should do. And also, like, I think yeah. it is pretty reasonable for her. And I'm, I've said this to you, Kara, but, like, I, I stand by this. I actually think it's extremely reasonable for her to not get arrested, to not want to get arrested on camera and to, like, drive elsewhere to do so. And, a thousand you know, percent. I, yeah, like, I don't actually think she was trying to, like, go on the run, like, you know, O.J. Simpson, White Bronco style. I think that she was, like, just leaving the place where production was set up. And I think that is eminently fair.
4: Um, I, I, I totally, totally agree with you. Yeah, like, if you were partnered with somebody and you knew that they were filming. <laughs> and you yes, know, like, where they were you'd be like get the fuck out of there like right now like you know make up a story me, say that I'm sick you know get out to see me
2: in the hospital just get out of there I think that is totally fair because like this is gonna be humiliating and bad enough already like I think I, I think that like I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that we didn't see her arrested on camera I think like I like that brings in like my own feelings about the criminal justice system which I'm sure we will get into quite a lot in this episode but like I'm fine with not seeing that on camera personally I understand other people want to but like I don't need like that level of sort of like America's Most Wanted or cops on Bravo personally um so my theory was that you know I actually think that the search warrant and arrest warrant were executed at the house first Because I was thinking about it and, you know, I my personal theory is that the feds went to the house thinking that she would be there and executed the search warrant and arrest warrant at the same time. But, you know, she wasn't there, so they couldn't execute the arrest warrant. And, um, you know, we just didn't see that footage on the show later because Bravo was making it more dramatic, um, kind Mm -hmm. of showing the order of things. But if that is in fact what happened and Sharif was at the house when the like search warrant and everything came on, then he may have called Jen and been like, Hey, the feds are here. Like we've told them that you're at beauty lab, which by the way, for me explains how the feds knew that she was at beauty lab, because my guess is that they went to the house and whoever was at the house said, no, she's about to leave on a cast trip. And that's where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, so she knew what was happening at the house and she left. So, I mean, I just, I think that the reason that she then pivots in the after show is because she sees that people are like pissed at her or now knows that people are pissed at her for like lying about the internal bleeding. So she's now trying to make it seem like she was telling the truth and instead it was the cops that were being shady. But I just think it's so stupid because like I said, I think like what she actually did was probably like the most rational thing that she could have done
4: under the circumstances and, and i like, wish too. she would just like say that yeah i mean I, I can't imagine there would be a person on this planet who hears that oh, there are a bunch of agencies on your fucking ass like you're not going to be like okay well i'm just gonna kick it here and run it yes, on my side
2: i'm just gonna let him wait ride- like i'm gonna wait for him here
4: no like not gonna happen Um, she also
2: frankly may not have even known that they were coming to beauty lab to be honest like if like and again that like assumes that assumes my theory that i have taken which is that they went to the house they were then told that where she was and then they went there instead which may not have happened and i'm I'm so i'm fully you know not i'm not married to this in any way just saying like but like she may not have known like that's where they're coming to she may very well have been just driving back to park city which is what like an hour away from Salt Lake. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Utah, but it's some distance. So I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't want to, I, I, I should say, like, I don't want to come in here and like, you know, with some like, <laughs> great defensive Jen Shaw, but like, because, you know, I don't feel that way. But it is also hard for me to just like, um, not kind of think through these different angles and kind of, in some ways, at least think about where she's coming from, from with some of this stuff. I yeah, hope that I, that makes sense and isn't like a I'm here like with the great case.
4: No, for <laughs> <Shaw>. <laughs> I don't think there's a person on this planet outside of Jen Shaw who is on Jen Shaw's side. So, I yeah. think <laughs> yeah. Um so then Lisa calls her husband John and yeah. she starts what I believe is mm-hmm. fake crying and she's crying like John Homeland Security came and they showed up and they had guns and I'm so scared like you weren't scared
2: <laughs> what you I thought? thought it was real crying well <laughs> not like I mean not like you know I, I just think that she was like freaking out and I think that she's kind of like this weird bird that just like flaps her wings and makes a lot of noise um but that's like genuine emotion as it is coming from
4: her well, she immediately stopped crying when he hung up the phone. So I don't that's know. True.
2: <laughs> that's that's that is a fair point. Fair <laughs> point.
4: Um she she's really cracking me up this whole time. Heather says, I'm just still trying to process the fact that Sharif was dying a second ago. <laughs> and I'm just like hoping this is all a huge mistake. And then Lisa starts calling her six lawyers that she's got on retainer um which by the way like how how does that really work do you well you just like keep a deposit and then you just like what you work until you've made that amount of money like how does that work yeah
2: I think that's how retainer arrangements
4: usually work I say this as somebody who's never had to like deal with
2: that aspect of lawyering. um but yes I I definitely think it's weird that she has six of them um, yeah. Maybe she doesn't have, like, six individual attorneys on retainer. Perhaps it's more like she has, like, you know, they have an arrangement with a firm. I don't know. Again, probably right. giving her too much credit there. Weird as shit that there were six attorneys. <laughs> um, but I also don't think it's weird that she called, like, them in the sense of, like, you know, I felt like Sutton had done the right thing, too, on Beverly Hills when she called her attorneys. and. Agreed. um <laughs> As an attorney, I think it's totally fine. Like, you know, when you're in this situation, like, yeah, give your attorney a call. It's better to, like, get the advice from them on the early end instead of, like, finding yourself in the shit. Um, And I personally (laughs) don't think that it means that she's, like,
4: implicated or suspicious for calling them. I agree. And I also don't think it, like means anything for her relationship with Jen just like it wouldn't have meant anything for Sutton's relationship with Erica like I'm not even gonna get it I can't talk about Erica but like you know I'm with you suffice to say I agree um but okay so after that she's heather's like still trying to work the situation out she's like i just figured they were asking if jen was okay and how that somehow implied that they weren't looking for her that they were genuinely concerned as if like (laughs) this is something that happens in a normal they're not doing the homeland security is not doing a wellness check to just see if you're you're doing all right not ever going to happen heather but nice try um Whitney is like, yeah, I think that may have just been a tactic. Heather, like come on. And Jenny says, this has nothing to do with me, it has nothing to do with us. Everybody's <laughs> fine. So let's just like How keep on track- snacks. <laughs> snacks. I don't know if you've seen 60 days in. This is where I get my information from about jail is <sighs> The when when the person ends up getting like discharged or leaves the jail early and they still have all their commissary, what their like friends will do is go through like their honey buns and their ramen noodles because they're like, They're not coming back. This oh is my all for god me. and this is what Jenny was giving. <laughs> she was like, I know this bitch isn't coming back, so let's just see what she's got in this sack bag.
2: <laughs> and I appreciated it. No, that was incredible. It was, like, it that was a genuinely funny scene. And, like, the, it it takes me, you know, it was probably, like, you know, another 20, 30 minutes into the episode that I realized, like, we've literally just been in this bus for, like, more than half of this episode. And yet it has been a true delight to watch. And um, just, like, their unfiltered reactions,
4: <laughs> incredible. Like, starting with the snacks, like incredible it really made me lol like i don't care what jenny has done before this moment and after she earned her snowflake to me for this to this van work um hell yes <laughs> and how she <laughs> was just
2: like adamantly like guys i'm going on this cast trip like yeah. <laughs> you're not keeping me here for fucking jen shaw like we're going to Vail right
4: now i'm not doing science fair sundays with those kids this weekend (laughs) not happening we're postponing it we'll work on it later um heather's like can we at least wait until the body gets cold like before we go picking through her stuff but then jenny pulls out a bag of lollipops. she's like oh i will take one of those thank you I, (laughs) i actually will take that thanks um so then we see meredith who is on an entirely different planet from everybody else, she does not know what's going on. The world is on fire, and she's like, "This is fine." It, it really was so funny to see this contrast of her just like living oh, her best life. This beautiful house, <laughs> <laughs> the house. She's trying to figure out how she can establish squatters' rights. She's drinking Cloco with some lady who's landed herself a job of um, experience coordinator of the house. Um, yeah, fuck off with that. <laughs>
2: Every time I saw that Chiron come up, I was just like, "Yeah,
4: shut up." Like, <laughs> I, who is this woman who stepped right out of a Hill House vintage ad? Like, what are you doing? How much are you getting paid for that? Can I do that? Okay, yeah,
2: yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> I just need to know the salary. I will be an experience coordinator. Like, I'll. I'm very good for drinking expensive champagne early in the morning. I can do that, no problem. That's yeah. <laughs> um she's like truly living her best life um so the ladies start driving to veil they're officially on their way and heather says she's gonna check her phone like i just want to see if maybe jen wrote me back and everybody's like girl she hasn't and she's not going to and lisa says she feels like they probably have her phone tracks, which yeah. we find out later was probably true yeah um so then Lisa says she thought it was weird that Jen took so much time to leave, which, eh, you know, I thought so too. Like, I remember watching and feeling attention of like, girl, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Yeah. But but also, Jen was so not in her mind. Like, she was not in her body. She was not in her mind. Like, you know.
2: (laughs) Like, this is what, this is exactly, I'm glad you said that too, because like that, the kind of impulse of being like, okay, but like, let's like think through what she must've been feeling at that time. Like that it's hard for me to cut down on that impulse. Like as much as the audience kind of the audience and the rest of this cast, frankly, like hate Jen, like, it's hard for me to not think like, no, actually that makes sense. She was just like floating through that interaction. And they were kind of like, they were pulling her back enough that it kept her from like, just immediately like peacing out. Right. Like, you know, she was just trying to like make it feel or seem like a normal interaction even though correct. it may be read as a little strange in the circumstance that like her husband was actually really sick
4: it, correct um so there yeah like i said th- like you said they're they're like well if it was me i would have just bolted out of there and then lisa at this point starts to sow seeds of discord <laughs> and is like questioning things and it's like well how does she how would they have known that she was there So Whitney says, the realistic thing is, if they've been looking for her, they've been looking for her for a long time. And Lisa keeps saying, well, how did they know? How did they know? How did they know? Until Whitney's finally said, well, somebody told them. So she keeps repeating it until somebody finally believes her. And you could see, as soon as Whitney says, well, somebody must have told her, she's like, I did it. I did it. Thank you. (laughs) And I I love this.
2: I agree with you to a certain point because but I don't see that as like a Lisa waiting until somebody else picks it up. I see that as like a Whitney was perfectly willing to pick up what Lisa was putting down. Yeah. And like and also like Lisa, I think, you know, spinning out and suggesting that like there were only seven people that knew like that's. That's the bullshit. See, like, I, I love Lisa, <laughs> yeah. but that's insane. Like, there is an entire production schedule. Like, right. <laughs> like, you know, it is, it's, like, that is crazy. But also, like, Whitney saying, then saying a little later on, like, well, I think what if Lisa was the one that told? Because it's just weird that she keeps saying it. Like, there are two sides of, if not the same coin, like, certainly a very
4: similar coin. <laughs> See, I was with Whitney on that because I thought she was coming from a place of, she keeps trying to say, like, it's weird, but it seems like she's trying to throw us off the scent of her. And that's weird to me. Mm. Um, but we can talk about that in a second. I so- Yeah,
2: I think part of, I, at the heart of how I feel about a lot of the stuff with Lisa is that I don't think she's a good enough actress to pull that kind of stuff off. And for me, at least, it's not reading like like that was the reaction, but maybe I'm reading her wrong right like i'm 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 willing to entertain
4: that <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, she gets in that confession was like only seven people knew. I just think that's really sus, and I was like, no, it's not um, <laughs> Heather says, can we at least have a sigh of relief that?" Sharif doesn't have internal bleeding. And Lisa's like, well, I never really believed that because of Jen's reaction and how she said she might come back. But, like, I'm pretty pag- pragmatic. If, if that were my husband, I would have been really upset. And, like, it just, she, <laughs> she really cracks me up. And then she asked Jenny what she's thinking. And Jenny says, well, I think that they probably had a warrant because they wouldn't have been able to hunt her down like this if they didn't.
2: I mean, I was going to say, like, yeah, of course they had a warrant, Jenny, like, and again, like, I don't know if that's, like, me with, like, having just enough, like, experience or, like, understanding of law enforcement to be, like, you don't have, like, four agencies show up for somebody
4: if you don't have a warrant. Right. (laughs) Uh, um, Heather's like, do you think that they would have handcuffed her? And we're like, Heather, keep up, girl. Yes. I know. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. absolutely there are people there with every single one of them had a bullet for pre- fast. i mean, was they just were gonna, gonna say that.
2: exactly exactly that <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, what, what are you thinking says she's really really funny um so then she's like well i'm just trying to make sense of this like what jurisdiction is homeland security under and it's like like what's going on and then lisa gets another call And she's like talking about how she's spoken to her lawyers and they advised her not to speak to any authorities unless they are present. And then she like puts her, she keeps doing a lot of work with her, putting her hand over her mouth and putting her sunglasses on. And it seems to, she seems to think that like the other girls sitting 18 inches away from her can't see or hear her when they very clearly. I don't think, I don't
2: think they did hear the Meredith thing. I don't. I I mean, I think like it was heard clearly to us because of the mic but the fact that nobody reacted to it at any point after that leads me to think that they didn't actually hear it
4: that's true nobody did say anything about that
2: yeah yeah so like I agree with you like it's stupid because it's like girl we like you're actually making it clearer like the audio clearer for us right. but <laughs> but I actually think that it, like what she was intending to do was not have the other women hear it at that second
4: she really cracks me up. Um, when Lisa gets off the phone, <clears throat> Whitney asked her if she knew anything, since they had been the closest to to each other over the past few months. And she says, "We never talked about business at all." And then Heather says, "Yeah, I had Jen on my podcast. I sat there with her for an hour asking what her job entailed, and she just like really couldn't give me any information." But suddenly. Whitney has this whole breadth of knowledge about how all of this works <laughs> and yes. yeah, informative. I have to admit, um, yes. it's weird. I, I can't say that it's like suspicious because all of this is happening in the moment. So it's not like she would have had time, but it's definitely weird that she knows all of this, but totally. She, and I, I, I completely, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Um, she just says that basically they do lead generation. And so You know, when you do like an opt in, if you're signing up for whatever, or you're buying something online, you can opt in or out or getting these promotional emails. And then those people buy those leads. And then from there, Jen did what she did. And she says in a confessional, she always thought it was suspicious because the fact that Jen is basically balling out of control didn't add up what she knew these marketers made from their salary. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I
2: thought it was really weird at first like how much when I first watched it um, you know I was like oh how is she able to explain this to this level of detail when and like you know and I felt like I saw some reaction online being like well she just like read stuff about it and I'm like yeah but like this like descriptions and a kind of understanding of how Jen's business worked didn't actually like come out until later than that like you know it seemed weird that she had this level of detail um you know at at the point that she was saying it on camera but then like I thought about it a little more and um you know and rewatched the way that she said it and it actually made more sense to me because she was just describing like how lead lists work generally and Mm -hmm. um I did my own little bit of research by just looking at her husband's LinkedIn page which is minimal research but he like you know has his entire background and career in sales and like it also from the jargony descriptions of his job stuff also sounds like in fact a lot of it kind of had to do with like sales development which I and um, direct communication to people which to me sounds a lot also like you know marketing. And I'm not saying, I'm I'm sorry, just to be clear, I am not saying at all that he was doing anything close to what Jen was doing. I just mean that like his experience in that field and probably her, you know, her own work experience or her knowledge from working with him is that she probably has a pretty full understanding of how lead lists work and like the ways in which they can be um, used illegally. So um, yeah. yeah, I did not mean to make it sound like nefarious, though. I do also recall hearing that he might have had some in employment or involvement with MLMs, but I'm not getting into that, but I was actually yeah. trying to say <laughs> something in her defense.
4: I, I saw that about Justin being involved in an MLM too. And also that he's got a lawsuit against himself as well currently. Mm. So I didn't look into that, but y'all can. Um, so yeah, the ladies make a pit stop. Lisa And Jenny get off the bus first, and then Heather, excuse me, Whitney corners Heather and says, "Like, don't you think it's kind of weird, Uh, like how Lisa reacted?" And says that I just feel like she knows something. And then we get another flashback of Lisa calling all of her lawyers, being like, "I'm shaking. I'm absolutely shaking. What's the like? What's going on? Do you have any answers?" I'm just just shaking. Like I, I love this because I feel like that is more of
2: a genuine reaction than like Whitney, who to me kind of reads as like very poorly disguised glee as she's like reading all of this stuff. And for me, it's like it seems more understandable to be like shaken in a way that Lisa appears to be to me than like you know just like snickering in the corner like Whitney was.
4: I would have been Whitney. Maybe that's the problem—is that I would. Right, have been
2: Whitney. fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I—I'm not saying I would be Lisa either, because I also think like I would do exactly what you know, <laughs> exactly what I did when I did found out, which is like, all right, let me Google for the charges and like let me just refresh myself on what the elements of like proving those charges would be in court, um, and then being like, oh yeah, she fucked. <laughs>
4: Uh, so when the ladies get back in the car, Heather keeps waxing optimistic about how she hopes this is just a paperwork issue or that mm. Jen could bail herself out really quickly and just scoot on over to Veil afterwards and everything's going to be fine. And, you know, it's like we don't know anything right now. Like we don't at that point, they don't know what the charges are. They don't know mm-hmm. anything except for people are looking for her. And then they try to figure out who could possibly know. And Whitney says to Lisa, well, maybe it was, maybe it's Stuart now. Is it po-? like, they're trying to figure out who they can talk to, to get more information from. So Lisa suggests maybe Stuart. And she's like, but he's not the one who dropped her off. So maybe he doesn't know what's going on. It's like, girl, Stuart's got his own problem.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stuart's not going to answer you either. <laughs>
4: So at this point, Whitney looks down at her phone and she's like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" Real Housewife star arrested in money laundering and fraud scheme. I have the fucking chills. Which is something that like I I associate now so much with Danny Pellegrino that like I
2: was just gonna say yeah.
4: <laughs> it's not even her quote anymore. it's Danny, I no, I was sort
2: of like, oh, she used that quote, and I was like, oh, that that is the quote. Is like her. this is this is technically the first time we've seen it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
4: um so Lisa and Heather freak out they yell at Whitney like send us the link right now and Heather starts reading she starts crying then Lisa sees Heather crying and she starts to cry and it's just like a whole thing She's like I feel so bad right now I feel it... here's why Lisa doesn't sound uh genuine to me is that she also says her emotions at the same time <laughs> it's like well that's how I... I feel them that is and
2: it's funny to me because that's one of the reasons why I'm reading her is like, no, this is just she's so fucking weird. Like it's just this is just the way she is. She's over dramatic. And like she was the same way. Like I-, I don't know. I feel like every time we've seen her really freak out, that's exactly what she's done. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's basically that's why like I think of her as like a weird bird, because it feels like she's just like flapping yeah. everything. <laughs> And that to me reads as like she just can't help it. Like that's, she's just like expelling all of this emotion, but in a way that is like weird. Um, I just, I think what it is is like, I don't think she has like the capacity to then like turn around and like, like be a different person. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, yeah, I just don't think she has like the ability to hide like. I just like, she's she's duplicitous in the sense of like, she's definitely been like creating some, badly creating some drama, like barely behind the scenes. But like, I just don't think that she has the ability to like turn around and like, like I don't think we'd, it's, we wouldn't it's see her like turn around and act completely like differently. I don't know how to describe what I'm saying. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be like, a, yeah. I don't know. I just don't think she has that ability. And I just, yeah, I, I, like I said, I also just like enjoy her. So I'm probably giving her a lot of benefit of the doubt.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And that's fair. I've done it to many a housewife in the past. Um, Jenny, speaking of reactions, Jenny is unfazed. She, I never, (laughs) somebody less bothered. She is sipping on a Barks root beer. She's having a time in a time of her life, not a care in the world. And Whitney tells Jenny, like, um i told you earlier that i knew something about jen's life didn't add up and Mm -hmm. like the money she was spending was pretty crazy and honestly but like i didn't think it was like this i thought she had a sugar daddy (laughs) (laughs) confessional she's like well i did i had a sugar daddy (laughs) takes one to know one right um then they start talking about jail and how jen's facing up to 30 years in prison and in a confessional again jenny's like I don't know why everybody's freaking out. This is just one article. We don't know any of the details. And then we immediately after that, get all the details handed down, official statements from the federal agents, which were some of the shadiest statements I've ever seen in my life. Um, A real treat. Check it out. They're very short, but they're just so petty. And I really love them. Um, And in a confessional, Heather says that she's absolutely gut, gut punched, that Jen might be involved. And she knew there was a high-pressure situation. And then she repeats what she got in trouble for on Watch What Happens Live, which was that she knew that Jen's business was unsavory. And people really latched onto that and got very upset with her for saying that.
2: Yeah. Do you remember that? I Yeah. Oh, I definitely remember it. Um, I also, I don't know. We can also talk about this later after we talk about the rest of the episode. But I don't know if you watched Watch What Happens Live last night. I I made it seven minutes in before I was like, I can't watch Michael Rappaport anymore. Yeah, um, that's
4: when I tapped out. That's exactly when I tapped out. I think it was about 10.08. So. <laughs> I was just going to say, it
2: must have been even like, it could have even been the same moment we were both like, nope, done. <laughs> like, can't do that anymore. <laughs> Um, yep. I don't really remember what it was, but it was definitely, like, it got to a point where I was like, I'm not listening to this uh, melty-faced dingleberry anymore. Thank um, you. Thank you, you Candice, <laughs> um, for your contributions. Um, but it really felt like, the reason I, I thought of it now is it really felt like Heather was trying to pivot from her last appearance. And mm. it's she she sounded different when she was talking about Jen than she did that last time. Just um, saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, again, I only watched like, like a third of it. And then I saw some clips later. But even from the clips later, I was a little bit like, oh, yeah, you're walking this back a little bit, I think, Um, which is understandable. I also think that like her first impulse was understandable in a sense, too, right? Like, I mean, you know, um, like I said, I think that Heather is one of the most, um, like, earnest and genuine friends that we've seen just on the network overall not just the show and on on the planet Um, as a whole (laughs) yeah yeah and like i you know i can understand her impulse to want to defend her friend right Mm -hmm. like i mean it's also like not always pleasant to watch like you know cc lisa rinna um but like you know and saying that she knew that the business was unsavory (laughs) was like you know um was a lot because it really opens up the question of like, okay, well, what aspect did you think was unsavory? Is it sort of yeah. like sales overall? Because I think like in a lot of ways, like sales generally, even like, you know, perfectly legal kind of leadless generation stuff can probably seem a bit sketchy. Like, I don't always love thinking about the way that my data is being like yeah. sold and transferred and I'm not a vulnerable old person um, yet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think, like, she definitely opened herself up for some criticism with that. Yeah, yeah. Line, even though I don't think she necessarily even meant it in in a bad way. Um, I don't know. Yeah,
4: I mean, once you... I'm curious hint- what you think. Well, I think that once you hint to even being, like, 1% in the know about a bad yep. thing happening, that... Yeah. But- it just opens it up for people to be like, oh, what the fuck? You know, like I, she, mm-hmm. she wasn't ever going to win saying something like that. So she probably should have just right. not said it at all. <laughs> <Really>.
2: Completely <laughs> agree. It's
4: not, it's not a good look. But I mean, obviously, nobody should think that she was in any way involved or knew what happened. Um, yeah,
2: that, that's where I come down on too. I think it was like an inartful way of saying something that she probably thought was defending her friend. But just actually made her made it sound much worse,
4: yeah, and like throughout the episode throughout this episode, everybody basically says what she said, like we knew something was weird, but like yeah, you know, <laughs> um so then Whitney starts to uh, talk about how Jen got these the demographic of people that she was targeting, so she was targeting like older people, people who weren't computer proficient, people who you know, would find themselves getting locked into monthly charges that they could not get themselves out of. Just general things like that. And so Jenny's, she's explaining to Jenny all of that. And Lisa starts crying again about Jen's kids and Coach Shaw and what's going to happen. And Jenny says, what's going to happen is that they're going to raid her house. And this, I think, was a scene that Bravo did not expect to be so uh, controversial. I agree. Um, But it ended up being so we see ring footage which i guess we should say obviously was given to production by jen i don't know how else they would have gotten it so yeah i'm
2: with you i mean i i was trying to think if there was an alternate way that they could have gotten it um it is a rental so plausibly from the landlord but i don't think that that
4: i i, I agree with you i think they i think they got it from jen I think they got it from Jen and I think there's a reason why I feel that way. So we see ring footage of authorities coming. They have the big guns. They have, they're in like real flak jackets and like some real artillery and they come to the door and they're escorting people out of the house. Now everybody, we don't see their faces. We can only see the back of them. Everybody that looks like is being escorted out. It looked like young b- black boys,
2: and one hundred percent. Or <clears throat> if if not black, certainly men of color.
4: Yes. Um, so, uh, <laughs> like, I I don't know who thought that that would be an appropriate thing. I think why we need we did not need to see that I don't think it added anything we're now even if we didn't see their faces it's just like that's embarrassing for them like they know who that is and why do they have to be involved in like how many situations, like how many times do we have to learn (laughs) about how the policing of of black men in America works? Like what, why would that be? Nothing about that was like intriguing to me or entertaining or like whatever, like they had nothing to do with it. And I'm sure like that is protocol. If they're raiding a home, you have to get other people out, but like, it just didn't add anything for me and if anything it was upset and it made me more upset at Jen because Jen has a tendency to bring up black lives when she wants to get out of things and I don't like it (laughs) I I do not
2: look I'm I'm 100% with you I that part that is when like things kind of started to turn for me in the episode and like I felt really queasy um and I didn't I didn't I didn't. I, I I had a really tough time with that scene, and um, I think that I had. I have a slightly. I have a, another thought too, and um, and I don't want to. I, I agree with everything that you said, and I think where I ultimately come down is that it was fucked up for her to to give that footage and to to put it on there. Yeah. The the one mm-hmm. thing that I think that it might have. I hope that it might've made people think about and like, and I, I, I please feel free to push back on what I'm saying. Cause I, I I'm trying to work through this in my head too, is whatever you think about Jen, w- whatever she has done, the crimes that she has, char- she's been charged with are indisputably nonviolent. And yeah. we have no indication, including from stuff that we've learned since she was arrested, since the case is ongoing, we have no reason to think that they thought that they were going to be confronted with something violent at her home. Yeah. Or that they would face some kind of threat from weapons or anything. If, that, if they thought that was the case, I think that would have shown up in something that we have read, the court documents, the press releases, just the leaks from, you know, all of the people who are around all of this thing. I think we would have heard something like that. And mm-hmm. the fact that they showed up with that many officers, all of those weapons out to execute that search warrant, to me, is notable. And I I think, like, you know, like I said, I still come down on the fact that it is humiliating and horrifying that, like, her family members were put into that situation and, like, had to be let out by them. But I, I do have to say that I think that they're, like, I'm in some ways, like, I don't want to say glad because it's not a feeling of like gladness, but like, I think it's notable that they showed up with that kind of force, like for this kind of an arrest and that right. didn't compute for me either. And so, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily what she was trying to get at when she released the, when she gave Bravo the footage. And I don't know that that's necessarily what Bravo was trying to show either, but that's what stood out to me is I was like, okay, but why are they all there like that? Like, mm-hmm. they have shown up the same way for a white person like this. Like, right. what's going on here? So, like, I, I don't want to disagree with anything that you said because, on balance, I don't think that it added anything. But that, that was certainly a thought that I had. Like, no, yeah. yeah. I, like, there's also like our tax dollars. Like, do we right. need that? Like, no, we don't.
4: Yeah, like, what was the thought process behind all of that ar- artillery, all of those manpower, like, what was it? Like, I, I've i seen situations where the SWAT team shows up and it's, like, legit, but, like, there must have been a reason, I don't know. It, it, I just didn't like it. We'll just end it.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, no. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I don't think that, like, the idea of showing, like, hey, this is kind of fucked up, I don't think that outweighs... um how messed up it was to see her I think son and nephew being like marched out of the house I don't think that outweighs it it just like it's
4: another added dimension to the whole thing right and like let's say that was Omar let's say one of those boys was Omar which it likely yeah. was yep. um just like to think back at like the season of her trying to rectify this relationship with this poor boy it
2: makes me it makes me sick
4: and then now, like, you guys are, like, kind... I mean, Jen is telling us that they're in a better place. And all of a sudden, like, now you're being let out of your house because of the things that your mom did. You know? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I-, I don't know how you would, like,
2: look your parent in the eye. And It's actually funny you should say that. This is, like, I'm going to be vague about this. But in, um like, I... When I was a uh, old teen... um over the age of 18 um one of my family members was served with uh with legal papers and I was the only one home and so mm. I was the one who ended up getting served and this was like a civil suit like mm-hmm. no cops no guns but even just like the whole kind of like jarring officialness of that interaction yeah. um, and this is somebody I had a rocky relationship with already it actually like kind of messed me up um for a little yeah, while after yeah. that. And so this is like, I, I completely hear what you're saying. Cause this is another level of like hard to come back from.
1: Yeah,
4: for sure. For sure. Um, do you think that like Jen knew because like it clearly her angle this season was a redemption arc. Do yeah. you think that she must've known things were coming soon?
2: I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe she did. I I do think that she, it is likely given the way that, um, uh, it sounds like the investigation onto Jen and Stu came out of an investigation of like other people, like business associates, I think, or something, something along those lines. It wouldn't surprise me if she knew that there was something going on, um, Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't necessarily know that that means that she knew it was going to happen, not even, like, at the time that it did, but even, like, roughly at the time that it did. Um, yeah. And she may not have known, like, how far along the investigation was, like, how much, um, you know, or kind of, like, what was coming for her. Like, I think that there is a perfectly reasonable scenario that she would have, like very little idea of the severity and the quickness with which something was coming but you know on the other hand like I could be totally off like she could also like have you know expected it even sooner and been like biding her time like trying to give herself this redemption arc which I have to admit I think was actually pretty successful up until this point <laughs>
4: she would have got away with it if it wasn't for that meddling homeland security truly hell yeah um, <laughs> So, okay, so the production pulls up to uh, Chalet 2.0. They try to get to see, and they're just like, well, if you guys have any questions, like we have a warrant for the search at this home. If you guys have any questions, ask Mr. Shaw. So Lisa then asks everybody if they think Meredith and Mary know what's going on, and she's like, okay, I'm going to call Meredith. So she FaceTimes her. <laughs> Meredith, again, is just like, you know, living life on an empty stomach, I'm sure, just a glass of food in her stomach, just, like, going through this 10,000 square feet, just, like, look How is it possible that she was just, like, just around, not answering her phone, just doing whatever, making sure everything was okay, all the pillows were karate chopped correctly for Mary? Like, how does she not... It's now, like, 2 o'clock, at this point, and she still has no
1: idea. I,
2: I think Meredith's great love affair this season has been with some form of pharmaceuticals, personally. Um, and this only seems like further evidence of that.
4: Because at the Italian dinner and in the bathtub, she seems real loosey goosey, and I
1: thought something was up. I don't know if she's like a lightweight or what, but she seemed, yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I agree, because I think in those two scenes also she had been drinking. So, yeah, maybe she's just a lightweight and she's drinking, or maybe the alcohol is interacting with some other kind of chemical. Um, because her cadence, her voice, her intonation, yeah. her face, like, start getting real weird.
4: Very Dorinda. And that, like, even even just, like, the aroma of alcohol really gets you to that punch drunk voice
2: oh that is like spot on like she doesn't have the same like you know like the lipstick is not smeared but I have the impression that like if she tried to put some lipstick on it would be like a perfect oval
4: <laughs> oh my god you're absolutely right so she's like the house is so amazing what's going on at least like have you read the news have you looked at your phone What are you doing, girl? Because this now been like three hours or four hours since they found out? So she's like, no. And Lisa's like, Meredith, it's bad. It's bad. Okay. Um, Jen is not on the bus with us. And about five minutes after she left, the FBI and the NYPD and Homeland Security showed up. And Whitney says, Meredith, she's been arrested for fraud. (laughs) And Meredith's like, (laughs) well, honestly, I'm not surprised. And everybody just looks at her and it's like, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. Silence in that van. So Jenny's like, why do you feel that way? And she's like, well, no, there are too many things that didn't add up. I've been suspecting this for a while. Honestly, now I kind of feel like I'm not validated and I know I'm not crazy. She's just like, this is a W for me. I was just gonna
2: say like I think you know a lot of them were like saying like oh like Meredith doesn't even sound like she sounds unfazed like she doesn't sound like sh- she's surprised at all um like she has like no reaction and I'm like I actually think that there was a reaction I think she was happy <laughs> um and you know I I will admit that like when I for like it's funny now when you're recounting it and I'm like thinking back on the scene like I'm more amused by it but like At the moment that the scene was happening, I remember, like, feeling really off-put by it. And I think it's because it had come right after the scene where we saw the kids being marched out. Yeah. Um, And so I was a little bit, like, "Oh, Like, this is a little gross to be, like, I knew she was like this and you didn't believe me. Um, Just because there's, like, more than... Like, it's more than just, like, housewives petty, like, bullshit at stake right now. And, Mm -hmm. um... So I don't mean to, like, bring it down because, uh, no, no. you know, but that I, that was my, like, first reaction to the scene was a little bit like this is a little gross. Um, you know, you could at least, like, pretend that you feel bad for her, like, family.
4: Or at least be, like, surprised. Like, be like, oh, my God. Like, what? The, like, it happened? And she does kind of explain it later. And she says, um, like, she's had a lot of question marks with Jen. And it's not beyond comp- comprehension that this would happen. She's like, is it shocking that a member of my social circle um, had federal agents come to a parking lot? Yes.
2: Is it shocking? Right.
4: Why? No. Right. Not. Right. Um,
2: yeah. Fair explanation.
4: I agree. <laughs> she's like, she's full on, like, easy breezy, beautiful bad bitch. And it's like, well, I just feel like we don't know Jen at all. And, um. Somebody says, I feel like we don't know Jen at all. And they're Mary, just like, I feel like I've been trying to tell you guys, but that's okay. That's okay. And Lynn Lisa says, I feel like we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, well, the good news is that while everything is falling apart around us, we do have a beautiful house. Love you guys. See ya. <laughs> uh, um Yeah. <laughs> like
2: what girl? girl. Yeah, like, 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 Meredith is a, a big question bit. mark for me. I literally will go back and forth within, like, two, within the same scene and be like, do I love her? Do I hate her? I really, I can't decide. And I know, like, a lot of people, like, see her as completely iconic. I'm definitely not there with her. Um, yeah. You know, I think, like, I, yeah, like, I, you know, I, I will, like, maybe the, I don't want to pull us out too much of the episode, but I, I, I remembered, like, something I was thinking about. Is I think a lot of my misgivings with, like, Meredith and Whitney are a hangover from that reunion um, in the first season. And, like, the way that Meredith, for example, was kind of... I don't remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but I recall the very strong vibe of her saying that, like, you know, it was worse to be called racist than to actually, like, you know, kind of the issues of racism. And I remember she was really, like disdainful of the idea that like Brooks was like privileged. And like those have stuck with me in a way with Meredith, I think. Um and I'm I'm not like so I'm not quite like I'm a little unsure and on weird footing with her. But like yeah. So it was a little bit like, okay, I don't know, like I know you don't like Jen, but like did you really like think it was so bad that she was like defrauding elderly people? That is a little weird
4: right (laughs) right. um so when lisa hangs up she tells everybody i think meredith knows it more than we do and this is my question is why is she keep i wonder i want to know why she initially thought that meredith had something to do with it i think because meredith wasn't there she didn't show up there at the lab to ride with them but that's what i would have thought too um sorry go ahead well no i I also feel like Meredith is having fun with this and she's not really doing herself any favors to have people to not believe that she didn't have something to do with this.
2: <laughs> it's right. like, well, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Funny.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: until I saw the preview for next week. And there's just that little clip of like Meredith saying that she got a P.I., And Mm -hmm. look, maybe that's out of context. Maybe that's going to like be totally against like when the scene actually comes out next week, it'll be totally different. But it wouldn't surprise me if indeed she had a PI that was like looking into Jen stuff and Lisa knew that. And that's why Lisa's like, oh shit, like I think Meredith Mm -hmm. knew something because, you know, she's had somebody looking into something like that. But I don't know, like that, you know. It would also be weird if Meredith had a PI on Jen. So perhaps that's not actually what was happening.
4: <laughs> I mean, Meredith has been dropping hints that she's coming for Jen this whole time. So I, know. I, I guess it's not unfair for Lisa to think that. So yeah. Um, yeah, she's like, I just would have thought that this would have elicited a bigger response from Meredith, but I guess not. So Whitney starts to read the conditions of Jen's release and that's how they realize that she actually was released. And we get an immediate clip of jen coming out of the courthouse with those box braids and yeah (laughs) so i just love that they made sure to keep in the part where a news reporter asked jen if she's had any (laughs) contact with stewart with her assistant aka stewart in the past few days is like well we've seen it because he dropped her off at mary's italian night which is three days before
2: indeed Indeed. But, you know, I, I give Jen, Jen some credit. She did not blink. She did not, like, fly off the handle. She was like, no, I'm not saying a word to these people. Like,
1: um, and
2: I, the reason I give her that credit is because if you had to tell me what I thought Jen would do, it would not be that. I would have thought that she would have lashed out and said a lot of stuff.
4: Oh, for sure.
2: Kick somebody, yeah. Yeah. try
4: to. yes, yeah. for sure.
2: <laughs> right. So she she you know defeated my admittedly extremely low expectations.
4: <laughs> um, so then they try to figure out and piece together why um, Jen got a money laundering charge, and Heather says, "You know what? I've loved, I watch a lot of Ozark, so I I know how this whole thing works." So she explains like a good way to wash money is to funnel it into companies and. Whitney at this point is like, oh, my God, that's why she's always starting businesses. And then she finds out that like she tells us that you can if you start a new business, you can put up to a million dollars into that business. And it's like a tax shelter. And, um, you know, and we saw like there was a whole sheet that had the list of Jen's companies like she started something like 17 <laughs> within like a few months period. Um, it was something egregious like that. Uh, so yeah, they're talking about like cash-based businesses and funneling the money into there. And, uh, Lisa does confessional here goes Whitney again. Like she's not Nancy Drew. <laughs> like,
2: I ha- I mean, well, I will say, and now with the, like, you know, like at this time, I have my law degree with me, um, that Lisa's also not wrong. Like Whitney was really spinning out. Um, and La- money laundering does not have to be like Ozark. Um, like the 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 charge of money laundering, the charge that Jenna's been um, charged with is way simpler than that, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I mean, there are Bravo podcasts that have broken this down like very well. So I'm not going to purport to do that. But I I guess like I put the specific thing in my notes because I was like, oh, uh, just like. The explanation was spinning out into a place where I was like, wait, we're actually overcomplicating this. And, mm-hmm. and that's to me what's maybe most damning for Jen is so the money laundering statutes that she was charged under basically criminalize like making a transaction with or spending money that it was generated by illegal activity. So in her case, fraud. And the transaction doesn't have to go through another business like an Ozark, like it, the transaction that is made could literally be making a bank deposit with the money that comes from criminal means or spending the, you know, criminal proceeds on a car or jewelry or whatever else. It's literally just money that has come from like a criminal activity, like fraud that is then Mm -hmm. being transacted with, like it doesn't even have to be washed or anything like that. And so because the basis of money laundering comes when like funds are derived from some kind of criminal conduct pretty much any criminal offense that like generates money mm-hmm. can be subject to money laundering charge so in this mm-hmm. case i i think it's the wire fraud that she's also charged with um that then is like the basis for the money laundering charge because she made money through you know illegally through the wire fraud and then she then used that uh fraud or, like, the fraudulently obtained money to then, you know, buy or do something else. Um, Though, I should also, I don't want to get too deep into the legal stuff, but she's actually, like, she's not actually charged with money laundering or wire fraud. She's charged with conspiracy to commit money laundering and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. So what that means is she doesn't actually have to have even laundered any money. She doesn't even have to have, like, actually done any wire fraud. It's just that she made an agreement with somebody with the intent to commit those crimes. Right. right. Um, exactly. And they carry the same penalties as the actual crimes, which is a maximum of 30 years. Well,
4: that sucks. You may as well have just it's, done it. It sure does. <laughs> you know, like, if you're going to go down for it. At least have done it. Shit. Right. Um, right. So at 413, Mary enters the Vale home. And there's a wild goose chase as she's trying to figure out where Meredith's voice is coming from, only to realize that Meredith has decided to take a bubble bath. And <laughs> she's this is really where I'm like, Oh, she's feeling great, she's feeling no pain, <laughs> she's having a great time. Uh, and Mary's I, like, absolutely, it's <laughs> so like, Are you taking a bath? She's like, Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, I am. <laughs> um, so, in a confessional, I felt like Mary. People were going in on Mary for this by saying, you know, proper well, she did say etiquette and not etiquette, but proper etiquette would be to not be in the bath and to have food for me, which I thought she was right.
2: (laughs) I'm 100% with Mary. Like, I think it is weird as fuck to scream through the house for somebody to come see you in the bathtub (laughs) and you're like hosting the trip. I just think like, what if like, here's my, here's my reaction to this what if Jen Shaw had been the one in the bath screaming for Meredith to come and see her and, right. gre- and that is the way that she was greeting somebody on the cast trip. People right. would be all over for her for it. So yeah. like, yeah, no, I, I think like it was, it was definitely like Meredith trying to have a bit of a moment.
4: <laughs> really making me laugh. So is like, or Meredith is like, have you heard the news? And Mary's like, I'm heartbroken. And Meredith rolls her eyes and she's like, I just found out from Robert Sr., you know, I just found out like half an hour ago. I love in the confessional where she says that she found out from Robert Sr., and she didn't believe him, and then she saw it on the news. Now, when most people would say that, you would imply that, like, I was in a state of disbelief that I didn't believe my husband. I just think she genuinely did not believe him. <laughs> like, she thought he was lying to her.
2: <laughs> hey, that's, I didn't even catch that for you.
4: That's totally that's totally it. <laughs> um so then she says that um so Mary Meredith tells Mary that Jen received a call about Sharif being in the hospital. And Mary's like, Is that true? No. No, it's not true, Mary. Oh my <laughs> god. So <laughs> And then 10 minutes later, FBI, full SWAT team, Homeland Security comes. And Mary's just, like flapping her arms, like uh, shut, sh- that front door. <laughs> oh my God. Meredith tries to continue telling her this story. And Mary's like, no, 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 I need a second to digest this. And she <laughs> it's really cracking me up. And Meredith starts to talk again. And then Mary's like, "Why did we not have an inkling of this?" And Meredith looks at her like, "Girl, you know we've talked about this before. Like, it, there was a code of like, you did have an inkling of this, and I know that you know that." And so Mary's like, "Yeah, but not to that level." And I yeah. just love that, like unspoken moment of like, "Girl, you thought something was up to like, let's not even go with this." So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> in in a confessional, Mary, I thought very astute, Mary comes with these moments like a couple times an episode where she has very astute observations about other people. And she says that Meredith and I have both had our experiences with Jen that weren't good. But when Jen went down, I got filled with compassion, but I don't even know what's happening with Meredith because she's acting like she couldn't care less. And it's like, you know, that's weird. She's just having a very strange reaction to this. And so then they both come to the realization that Jen has probably been under investigation for quite some time. And Mm -hmm. when the FBI gets involved, you're fucked, basically. Mm -hmm. And Meredith says, yeah, maybe, but maybe there was an insider that tipped them off. So then Mary says... A series of things that are definitely going to come back and haunt her in a flashback in the future about how she doesn't know how Jen could take money from people and how she wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and then she says some stuff later, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> uh, this is not going to end up well for you, Mary. But um, Meredith tells Mary that she's been traumatized by Jen with regard to her family and her business for the past two years. So she's been sitting by waiting for things. Traumatized.
1: Yeah.
2: I, like, this is, see, again, this is, like, where Meredith kind of loses me. It's, like, yeah. you know, I get it, right? Like, you were beefing with her, but, like, there was nothing worse than, like, it's been milder than we've seen conflicts on other franchises, even. Like, oh, yeah. you know, and I just think that, like, th- yeah, like, I, I didn't even want to, like, get into the all like, whole Brooks of it all and I'm not going to open that door but I just want to like bring that up as a flashing sign of like really like we're going we're gonna to let Meredith say that she was traumatized alright right. All right, I'm done with that one
4: <laughs> right like she's acting like Jenna's been like full King Kong on her family like just setting Seth Marks on fire like girl calm right. down um, so yeah she's just sat by and just waiting for things to happen she's like I didn't say anything at the time because I didn't have all the facts, but like now all this is coming out and the pieces are coming together. And that I
2: think is a totally fair way of putting it. I was like, that makes sense to me. Like, it makes sense that you were like kind of hanging on to some stuff because you didn't like, you couldn't really articulate why you felt that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's how a lot of people felt about Jen. And that makes sense to me.
4: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Meredith then tells Mary to like go pick out a room. I'm going to get out of the bath. The lie detector determined that that was going to be a lie. Um,
2: <laughs> I know! So. How long was she in there?
4: <laughs> like I'm going to get right out after I dump a whole other tub of uh, soap in here and have myself a kiki. Um, so Jenny asks if anybody's spoken to Mary and she wants to know what happened at Italian night because she wasn't invited. I kind of don't care about I don't understand this Meredith, Mary and Jenny fight because I feel like Jenny was the problem. Like I feel like yeah, Mary I, I agree with you. She was having a conversation with Jen, right? And then Jenny interrupted and told them to shut up and then told Mary not to tell her what to do. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: I don't Yeah, no, that. I Yeah, it's it's also just like of the many conflicts that are going on like in in this cast, like on the show right now, like Mary versus Jenny is like Z level for me. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, let's, let's work through the other ones first. Like I want to hear more about like Whitney and Mary and those text messages.
4: Yeah, for sure. sure. Um, Thankfully, Jenny gives us an out with that and says, you know, with what's going on with Jen, uh, my situation with Mary seems really minuscule. And I'm glad you know that because I agree. So the ladies arrive to the house. When Heather walks in, she says, it's the fence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> A genuinely funny moment.
4: Whitney's <laughs> like, that's too soon. She's like, no, but that's how I work through things.
2: <laughs> okay. Like Same, it. Heather. Same. I get it.
4: Um, so like I said before, Meredith did not get out of the bath. She's still having more good times under those Her bubbles.
2: Her entire body is pruned. <laughs> like not just like you know not just fingers and toes like she is just tri- she's a raisin under there that's the only like,
4: two hour bath <laughs> two hour plus plus um the girls find her and Heather's like I thought that Meredith would have been glued to the tv looking at updates but here she is having a great all time without a care in the world and then Meredith tells her Heather, I'm in your bath because this is going to be your room. <laughs> I know! Girl, what is going on?
1: <laughs>
4: uh, this really cracks me up. Um, yeah, man. It's just so weird. I love that everybody... Okay, so everybody goes into the room. Do you subscribe to Lisa's theory that the fun girls stay in the basement? Well,
2: I mean, like, it's an interesting theory because... I mean, Luann is probably more fun than many of the other cast members on Real Housewives of New York. And she was, in fact, you know, sent to the lower level. So maybe there's something to it. Um, But no, no, I definitely (laughs) I I don't. I think that uh, she but I admire her making the best out of it instead of complaining about it, because I think room drama at that point in the episode would have
4: like been a little too much for me. Totally, totally agree. Um I love that like Whitney and Heather were planning on staying as close as possible to each other and then Heather was like, No, you should stay in this room because Whitney said it had bad feng shui. And no, you should stay in here because there's a window and if the feds come, <laughs> you can just jump out of this window, no problem. Like it's not too too steep of a fall. So Um, When she
2: said that I was like I feel like Heather is actually a little traumatized from what happened and she's like she's like genuine like she's like yeah haha making jokes but like you can see in her head she's like I'm actually gonna be thinking about this for a long time.
4: For sure for sure. Uh, So the ladies settle into the rooms. We see Lisa having another conversation with John. And he's like oh by the way I reached out to. Coach Shah she's like, did you hear back from him? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, no. well thanks, John. That <laughs> like, was a, little, <laughs> a real cliffhanger. You let us on. Their marriage
2: made sense to me in that moment. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay,
4: like,
2: I get you a little bit more.
4: I am constantly surprised about John. Like, did you ever watch Arrested Development and Oh yeah. George Michael had the girlfriend Anne.
2: And yes. I'm
4: like, where, where did she come from? Like, I'm always like, where did he come from? Who is Like I'm
2: constantly reminding myself. Oh my god, myself. he does have like <laughs> big egg energy.
4: <laughs> oh my god, egg burlow for sure. Um <laughs> so, this really fucking killed me. Mary, who I forgot to mention had jumped on the bed earlier, um, is now Sitting on the bed talking to Robert and she's trying to figure out the stuff, blah blah blah. But honestly, I could not pay attention because the cameras flashed to her phone and Robert Sr. You guys is listed as dad. <laughs> <And his> dad. <laughs> Maya. It's just I- like <laughs> why? <laughs>
2: There's only one plausible explanation. And now you will see that I do not only come up with like attempts at logic to rationalize Jen's behavior. You will now see that I also do it for others. The only explanation I can think of is if Mary doesn't know how to work a phone, which I think is 100% plausible. And her son put in the contact info. Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because if you take a look at her Instagram, it's very clear that she does not know how technology works.
2: Yeah, I see. I totally buy that. Right? Like, I (laughs) I buy that she did not put in the contact herself.
4: That would make sense.
2: It's the only explanation that makes sense.
4: (laughs) Or the only thing. The other thing being that, like, there are two Roberts in her life, and so she's like, "Well, just put Dad Robert and Robert as my son as Robert." Oh, right. Either way, you gotta find another nickname for him. <laughs> <Stop>.
2: <laughs> I know it's another like familial element we just didn't need to introduce.
4: Let's let's not invite any more any more um, conversations about your relationship to Robert Senior, please. Um, there. Oh, uh, uh, Jenny was on the phone with Dewey. Dewey said that he thinks that somebody ranted her out, but Dewey says a lot of things that are stupid. So anyway, agreed. Um, <laughs> All the ladies come downstairs for dinner. In a confessional, Heather says that uh, going into this trip, she was worried about totally different stuff. All the dynamics between uh, Mary and Whitney, Mary and Jenny, Meredith, and whoever the fuck. But now, everybody's just worried about Jen. And You know, it's like, whatever. Mary says hi to Jenny, but in a confessional says, I didn't even remember she was coming. So whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
4: They sit down to eat. And Heather says, even though today's been a crazy day, um, shockingly, it has not cut down on my appetite. Like, I am with you on that one, girl. If anything, it would make me eat more.
2: I would have been even hungrier.
4: And all those finger foods look really good. Like, I'm, I'm tasting those. I'm tasting those. Um, I know. So Mary talks to Lisa. So she sits down. Mary and Lisa sit down at the table first. And they're kind of like chatting about what has been going on and how traumatized, in Mary's words, she is about the day. And Mary says that she doesn't wish bad things on anybody. Cue to her tagline. If you
2: come. <laughs> It's funny okay. because I was just about to say like I actually like I was shocked at how much I was agreeing with Mary in this episode because like I I felt like what she was saying was maybe closest to how I was feeling after this episode which was like complicated feelings like mm-hmm. you know like I you know I don't enjoy Jen either but like as kind of like a housewives villain right like it's hard to yeah. like celebrate real life pain that is you know felt by her family um her the victims of the fraudulent scheme like it's it's hard to like it it feels like there is a little bit of celebration from some of the other women in a way that has made me uncomfortable um but I'm also like you know not gonna police this too much because it's also like entertaining television um but damn I did not even think about the Jesus aspect (laughs)
4: You send God's greatest soldier after several <laughs> people, so I don't even know what you're talking about, Mary. <laughs> okay. Um, so then, uh, Mary asks the table if anybody's reached out to Jen. They're like, "Yeah, we all have, but she hasn't gotten back to us." And because she's been in jail, people truly really, like. She's been busy, you guys. Don't even know if she has access to her phone anymore at this
2: point. And we know. Um, I mean, her contacts were so dry. Like, she may not have even been able to read her phone.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? She was been blind half of the day. Um, so Meredith is like, okay, what does everybody think? Like, let's just get into it, right? So Heather's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Woo! I loved it. So the ladies. I know off- what we wanted on Beverly Hills, to be honest. Exactly. Exactly. Only Sutton provided on that one. Um, yeah. So the ladies start off pretty polite about how, like, gosh, it was so surreal. And it was so shocking. And then Whitney brings up how somebody told her that Jen got arrested on the side of the road because they were able to ping her location from her cell phone. And Heather. Again, it's like, oh, my God, I thought she left to turn herself in. She didn't do that? She was running?
2: What? <laughs> but, but, okay, so, and then Brittany says, like, no, she was running. And uh, yeah. so I think it's, like, somewhere in between, right? Like, I, I maybe I'm being too kind, But, like, I really don't think that she was, like, trying to make it to the border, right? Like, I don't think she was really trying to outrun the agencies. So, I think it's a little, I don't think there's evidence that she was indeed, like, trying to, quote, unquote, flee. I think she was just trying to get away from the cameras and probably back to Park City, um, which is where, like, her house was being raided or was about to be raided, either way. Um, But I'm also not willing to give... benefit of the doubt to say that she was gonna turn herself in so it's it's yeah it's the the truth is just boring which is like she just didn't want like bravo footage played over and over and over again of her being put in handcuffs all right but like she didn't make it far
4: (laughs) apparently not and i want (laughs) to know why she was in her aunt's truck Yeah, yeah me too um so
2: well it makes me think that Sharif like sent her aunt to go get her and I say Sharif because like I don't know that Jen would have had time to like call her aunt and be
4: like hey come get me well they came in that truck they showed up in the truck oh is that the
2: truck she came in all right yeah yeah yeah
4: um I think it was
2: I'm pretty sure you're probably right I just didn't pay attention
4: but Jen does that weird stuff Where like you're just borrowing family members' cars. Like I don't know from that Like we all keep our own stuff I don't know yeah, that same. kind of family Like Jen seems like she's got that sort of deal Where she's always borrowing somebody else's car I don't know um, I agree so... <laughs> Okay so what happens after that Okay so Heather's like In a confessional how humiliating How degrading What could she have possibly done to make that necessary? Like, what would have made that necessary? Like, I I, I don't know. Read the charges, girl. (laughs) So, Mary and Meredith repeat that this investigation must have been going on since way before the trip, and Jenny mentions how it's been going back since 2012, which goes to your point of those other people getting arrested prior to her. That must have been what they were referencing. Yeah. Um, So... Then, Mary, again, really should not have said this. She says, you know, I just feel somewhat betrayed by Jen. And then she goes into the fact that ultimately Jen's reaping what she sowed. And that she scammed old people, people who don't have money, with no remorse. And she... (laughs) Okay. I mean, mean, but it's going to be, like, it is
2: also, like, the editor's dream. Like, the season three or four Mary takedown. Is, mm-hmm. is going to be rife with lots of footage for the pickin. It, it
4: later in season one, I think, or season. Oh two, yeah, no, season two. You're stuff. right. I think it's coming. <laughs> it's really coming. Um, so, Jen or Mary goes on to say that she was afraid of Jen, and that she didn't. She was afraid of her because she didn't know what she was capable of. And Meredith reveals that something happened. She has an issue that she hadn't spoken about, but now she's going to mention it all. So she says September of 2020, she was in New York with her family because that's where she lives, you guys. She does not live in Utah. And she got eight missed calls from Jen. She calls Jen back and Jen's like, everything's fine. I just wanted to come shopping at your store, but I got a hold of your manager and they let me in. So she did some shopping. And the manager calls her Meredith afterwards and Meredith is like, what's going on? Like, how did it go? And she's like, Oh, she spent a few hundred dollars, but that's not the thing. The issue is that I, she came up with her squad of people. One of them was looking at a clutch and now that clutch is gone. So Meredith tells the manager, just text Jen back and be like really chill about it. Like, Hey, did you borrow this bag? And she says thirty seconds later, the manager gets a call from this guy, who people said they think was Marillo, the guy that drove her right. to the left. Um she got a call from that guy and he was like, I'll I'll return the bag tomorrow. So she's like, I she had full receipts. <laughs> we saw footage of him taking the bag, uh, picking up the bag first, then taking it and walking it out, then coming back to the store with it um she's like I've got screenshots I've got call logs of all this happens like she's got a tight little story uh, with this so what did you think about that oh I
2: was gonna ask you first because I I do have some thoughts and um but
4: yeah I'm curious what I'm curious what you think well okay so I guess it's worth mentioning that Meredith says that she does not believe that Jen had anything to do with it however Jen continued to keep that guy on her payroll and employed. And that's what she felt was like the ultimate friendship betrayal. Um, So I appreciate that she was clarifying that. Um, If I had to guess what happened, I don't know. I can't really make sense of it because to me, it seems like Jen is smart enough to know where and who she should screw people over. And she wouldn't do that to Meredith and just steal a bag. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me.
2: I, I agree with you. Um, And that, that is, I wanted to just feel out if you were like, Oh man, like I, you know, uh, like, I can't believe, like, obviously Jen was the one who like got her assistant to do it or something like that. I don't, I don't think that at all. And I thought it was a little weird that Meredith presented the story where it felt like the punchline was going to be that Jen stole the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like she was, you know, uh, she did clarify. But when she was telling the story in the moment, she didn't clarify that right. really. Right. Um, and I, I guess, like, the story is weird enough in the sense of, like, there's still enough open questions that, like, I, it could go either way. Like, Meredith wasn't even in the same state right? Like, and she first started to present it as like, she called eight times, like, okay, but like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, you're just trying to present, like, paint a picture of like, like strangeness that frankly, like, doesn't have anything to do with like, a supposed theft. And I think part of it too, is like, because she wasn't actually there, and because like, the story is like, has enough gaps, like, It is plausible that there was more to it and it was a misunderstanding, right? Like, especially if, like, Jen responded right away and was, like, you know, or, you know, somebody else, rather, responded right away on behalf of Jen and was, like, it's coming back. And it came back the next day. Like, maybe it was a misunderstanding. Um, Because I just agree with you. Like, I don't think Jen is, like, stupid enough to be that brazen because September 2020, like the reunion was going to film soon.
1: Like, mm-hmm. it's
2: just like, I just don't feel like she's that out of pocket. But I mean, I think part of why I might also be a little sensitive to this is, you know, like, how many times have my movements in a store been tracked? Like, as yeah. a woman of color, like, you know, with people just being like a little suspicious, or like acting like I can't, afford to buy something in a store that I'm in, so I think that like some of those feelings are kind of filtering into this story a little bit for me, where I'm like, sure. mm, I don't know, I'm not willing to buy that it was a straight up shop shoplifting incident, and like you've been holding on to this for this long um like you know i I don't know that that's mm-hmm. my
4: feelings on it, <laughs> yeah, I, like I can't speak to what this person's intentions were, but I I mean, it's a weird situation, but I don't know if this, like, paints a clearer picture of Jen. Like, first of all, she doesn't really need a clearer picture painted.
2: (laughs) That's how I feel, too. And same with, like, the Uber story that comes after that. Like, yeah, that is also weird. These are weird things, like, potentially shady, but also, frankly, potentially totally, like, have totally normal explanations that are not, like, you know, nefarious in any way. It's... I understand the impulse to pick apart all of these weird and potentially bad things that Jen has done because that's where they are. That's where their head space is. But they also
4: have like nothing to do with the fraud that she is charged of. Right. Like they're sketchy and they are nefarious, but not because she stole from old people, you know? That's yeah. just that's Jen. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she tells a story and then she tells another story um, about how. She heard a rumor that Jen is red flagged in the Louis Vuitton system for always paying cash. And Mary is like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> immediately scandalized. She cannot believe this. Um, this was really funny. Do you remember that blind item that came out that everybody I thought 100% remember that blind item? It, myself included thought this was read that there was... Mm-hmm. Okay, let me let me find this exact blind item. Um, was it this one? No. Okay. Um, it is... Sorry, y'all. Okay, I found it. Nope, clicked on the wrong link once again. Okay. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Okay, it turns out I just put two links again, the same two links over and over. Um, so... <laughs> Line, the, the blind item was basically this housewife that is not I Not think East, Coast East Coast and not Coast, OC. Not OC, yeah. Um Is, like, having trouble with these, like, major brands because they don't want to sell it because they they've been finding out that she's been, like, reselling their items, basically. Um, yeah, I thought it was three. Most people did. Wait, did
2: you see the clarification that Dumas said, like, either last night or today like they no. clarified like yeah let me let me find it now oh shit i should have had this pulled up already <laughs> um but they basically said that it wasn't it was a housewife that wasn't currently filming or on or something so then everyone was like wait so are you saying that it's dallas uh, um yeah, that was let fun. me find the exact phrasing
1: that's interesting um, okay.
4: Huh. Yeah. Um, I do find it interesting that Louis Vuitton would flag people for paying cash. <laughs> it is very interesting. The lengths that these luxury brands go to to like keep their prestige and their reputation is very interesting to me. Um, but how did people find stuff out like that? That's what I would love to know.
2: Completely um, agree.:
4: um,
1: So yeah, that, that really.
2: Okay, well, oh, no. I can't, oh, he... no, I found it. Okay, so um, somebody posted like, whoa, that blind out him about a housewife and Louis Vuitton was about Jen. Interesting, everyone thought it was Dorit. And um, since I now have it, the, the blind says, this housewife who loves to show off her closet has been placed on Louis Vuitton's do not sell list for two years minimum because she was caught buying and reselling loads of merchandise. She's not happy about it. Hint, not East Coast and not OC. And then Dumois said, this was um, last night, it wasn't about Jen or Durie, It was about someone from a franchise that is not currently on or filming right now.
4: Mm. So, okay. I mean, would Atlanta count as East Coast? I would bet not.
2: Ooh, interesting. But they're what also that? filming now, right? Uh
4: yeah, yeah, I guess they are. I guess they are. Huh. So yeah, I mean, Dallas seems like the most obvious one, then. But I don't care about any of those bitches. So <laughs> I know.
2: I agree. <laughs> it's like I, I don't care enough. Like, uh, but either way, like it is. It is interesting that uh, like, I it, you do have to appreciate how many like plausible, uh, you know. Uh, focuses. There could be, like, how many people right. have potential issues at Louis Vuitton?
4: I mean, I could put up, I could drop a list of 20 easily right now. You know?
2: Exactly. No
4: <laughs> so, uh, um, so, then Heather says, you know, when you put all the pieces together, you have to realize that something's going on. And she says, nothing's adding up. And says that the other day, she put Jen in it Uber, like, physically put her in the car. And she later went to check up on the progress of where Jen was and found out that Jen had exited the car about a half a mile into the trip. So Lisa is like, what day was that? What time was that? <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. And so everybody's like, why would you even ask? Like, what's going on? Do you know something? What's up? She's like, oh, no, I'm just, like, I just figured I'd ask somebody later. No, nothing. I don't know, I don't know anything I just thought that, you know There's somebody in particular, like one person That I'm going to ask later about that Because they might know, but maybe not But I don't know, but probably <laughs> So, they're like Lisa, what is it? Is she cheating? Is this a man? Who is this mysterious person? What do you know? Blah, blah, blah And um, Jenny's like, if it's another Guy, and you know something Then just say it, like why she does the thing that, that I find really annoying is that you like you give a little bit of information and then you're like oh no I don't know like and then you start getting
2: bang and it's like well say it or don't. No. I hate that I really hate when people do that I, I'm not disagreeing with you here I love Lisa and I was like Lisa what the fuck like just tell just tell us just, um yeah. yeah I will say that like I, I again like this is maybe this is defending I don't think it is though but like When she says that kind of thing, I don't feel like she's coming at it from a place of, like, oh, like, well, what day was it? Maybe I know something. I think she was, like, oh, my God, what day was it? Like, and then she, like, kind of backs herself into this place of having done that and everyone being, like, what the hell? Just, like, tell us. And she was, like, oh, shit. Like, how did I get here? I was just, (laughs) like, I wasn't even, like... So there's just not, like, she's not thinking... She might think two steps ahead. She's not thinking five steps ahead. That right. is, I think, why Lisa doesn't bother me that much. Because I'm just right. like, oh, you're just you're almost there, girl. You're almost there, but you're not.
4: I will definitely, definitely give you that. Yeah. She's she's yeah, I can see a world where she just like is not understanding the implications of the things that she's saying. That's, <laughs> that's what problems. it is. Yes.
2: And I understand why it still drives people crazy. But for me, I'm just like. It's, it's fine. Like, you, I can't, I can't be mad. Cause you just, you just didn't get it.
4: <laughs> so the episode basically ends with Whitney telling Lisa, like, none of us are safe. None of us are safe unless we all tell the truth.
2: <laughs> well, so, and that was like a bit extra, right? Like, it's like, you're not in danger. Like you you don't give Jen or her company, your like grandparents, credit card information but like you're fine
4: this is like she was acting like this is a moment in the scary movie where like all all the characters finally come together and they're like okay we're gonna work as a team to take this evil person down if you tell us what you all know we're all in danger like girl right (laughs) Uh, that was really funny to me
0: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row
4: What an episode. Do you have any thoughts that we to talk
2: about? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, one thing that like I've been thinking about a lot and it came up a few times while we were talking, but I, you know, it, it doesn't have any like natural um, point is like this kind of overall feeling that I personally have been having. I don't know if you feel this way, but like I myself have been sort of feeling like, why don't I have the energy for Genshaw that I have? that I had for Erica, like why, I know that I don't sound as pissed off as when we talked about Erica. Mm. Um, And I was like, why is that? Like, let me do some self-examination. And I was like, is it because she's a woman of color? And I think that for me, there's probably at least some of that element, though. I mean, I agree with you that like, she has co-opted and appropriated, like, she's attempted to like, kind of paint a picture of marginalization similar to black people that is completely inappropriate and off the rails. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hope that it's, I I don't think it's really all of that. And, you know, I think also like, I have not spent six seasons hating Jen the way that I have spent a long time being annoyed by Erica. So like, I don't have that kind of like buildup, but I think like the main thing that what it comes down to and why I think that like, there is some distinction between the two storylines is that like Jen, like we didn't know about any of this like fraudulent stuff until she was arrested. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't know that it was coming until like, we didn't know that any of this was going to happen until it had already happened. And so like now, yeah, like the prosecutors have to make their case and there's going to be some resolution. There's going to be some adjudication, whatever it is. Right. Like, you know, surely they're pretty guilty, like, or be found guilty or be found not guilty, Um, you know, all equal, um, equal potential solutions. Um, Some may be more likely than others. But, you know, um, as a lawyer, like she, the the prosecutors do have to find her guilt, you know, or have to make their case that she's guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, With Erica, there's like, we're still in this place where I think it is totally plausible that nothing is going to happen and that she will kind of, in some senses kind of get away with whatever it is that she did. And so I think that that for me, like knowing that there's some resolution coming with Jen in the future, I'm content to kind of like let it play out and I don't get as angry about it. And it's easier for me to see her side because it's like, she's already in way more shit with having like the Southern district of New York, like complex fraud unit right on her. Yeah than like anything any of the audience could do but whereas like Erica she's still sitting in Hancock Park she's still you know like doing all her 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 other stuff it's it's hard I think it's hard for me to not feel a little angrier at that one because it feels like yeah like she might just get away with everything.
4: I also feel like with Erica like Eric, keep, I don't know, because I, I can't really say that Jen is not doing this either. Like, Erica keeps martyring herself in a yeah. way that, like, when Jen does it, because she is also doing it, it just comes yeah. off as a lot more ridiculous. <laughs> well, like, right, because I, I it's laughable.
2: like, <laughs> like, and I think part of it is because, like, like, girl, we had seen the, like, the legal papers with your name on them.
4: Yeah. 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 And. And like, there's just like, for me personally, I find it like way more reprehensible that Erica would like post pictures of her ass and tell people to eat her pussy than like uh, Jen posting a picture of her with like acons locked up after. <laughs> it's just like, it's so much more delusional. <laughs> But so that's also it's that's true it's so ridiculous and I it's like it's not that I can't be bad at it it's just like girl what are you doing like my that's, mind doesn't really I'm with there. you it's it's and and maybe part of it too is like
2: the entire time that Jen has been on the show people have hated her and yeah. so I think like she is already given very little little benefit of the doubt like so now it's like you know we're not kind of like you are not fighting against that kind of feeling When you're reacting to what's happening now. Whereas with Erica, like, I don't think she's been a fan favorite in a very long time. But, like, you know, like, people, like, like, even, like, Bravo can still pretend that she's a hero. Or, like, at least a victim. And Mm -hmm. they're not attempting to do anything like that with Jen.
4: Now, these things might totally change. Because the other difference that we have not seen... Jen on camera reacting to the situation that she's now in. So, one hundred percent. That that is also extremely true. Um, um, but
2: I think even even no matter how she reacts, it's gonna be like it's gonna be delusional. But like know, it's not sure. gonna be like even if she is at max delusion, like it's almost just not gonna matter because like the case still exists. Like so, sure. I don't care if she's coming up in here and telling me that she's not guilty. Because, like, the case against her still exists, and somebody's still going to, like, make a determination whether or not she is. Um, yeah, exactly. But with Erica, it's, like, I feel like she has more ability to shape the narrative in a way that pisses me off.
4: Totally. 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 She's been painting herself as a victim. This entire time. And also she's not like acknowledging the actual victims. And it's just like, well, I guess I'm I'm rich, poor now. Oh, please feel sorry for me.
2: Right. And like, (laughs) you know, I think it also like is another added dimension to that. To that effect is like the victims in the Girardi fraud scheme have names and faces in a way Mm -hmm. that like I don't think we're ever really going to get with like Jen's lead list.
4: Like, I to wonder, some
2: extent, there's still data.
4: There was some lady who came out and spoke, or maybe not. Maybe it wasn't like they came out and spoke after the fact. I'm thinking of, uh, if, like, if you look on, like, the Better Business Bureau, like, around the time mm-hmm. this came out, Ooh. there were complaints about her business from, like, a couple years before she got arrested that were basically, like, I'm old. I don't have a computer. Why would she do this to me? Like she screwed me over. Um, and there was a lady who had written on a couple of different forums. It was the same lady. Cause she had copied and pasted like the same thing about uh-huh. the business. Um, oh, that's really interesting. There were rumors about there being a like housewife and the hustler version of uh, Jen's. Yes. <laughs> right. Jen's-
2: so, so that Jen's will totally like, now. yeah. I think that will like change a lot of certainly how I'm thinking about and viewing this. Um, yeah. If we get kind of that more detail and people get more of a sense of like how everything worked, getting like faces to everything. Because right now it's like, I can think about the guy who, um, you know, had burns all over his body in right. San Bruno. Like, you know, it's. In a way that, like, and, and this doesn't lessen the, you know, this doesn't lessen what Jen did at all. It's just that I get angry on behalf of the victims that are not getting, you know, justice in the
4: Girardi stuff because they have faces yeah. in a different way. Exactly. We've heard their voices. We've heard their stories. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And again, like,
2: justice that. for, like, the victims of the fraudulent scheme that Jen and Stu allegedly participated in, like, it's in the works for them, too. So, which is an objectively good thing.
4: Yeah, totally, totally. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> what a, what a, what a time. How did this, <sighs> did Andy deliver on his promise for you? Did you think this was like a top five episode?
2: It's a very good question. Um, I, it's, it's interesting because like a person's top five episodes probably are, like, slightly, like, slightly differ, right? Because, like, depends on what you want out of the episodes, right? Like, do you want, like, completely over-the-top drama? Or do you want, like, you know, something that you can't look away from? Um, And if you're looking at this from, like, can't look away, that that sort of standpoint, Mm -hmm. I I was barely on my phone during this episode, which is, for me, like, the biggest marker of, like, (laughs) how into it I am. Um, yeah. it, it it like you know it definitely didn't have the same sort of like crazy drama that like scary Island did, but like you know, I also found it extremely um interesting and compelling, so I think I'd have to like sit down and think about like what my other top five would be to really determine it, but like I'm not surprised too to see people re- i've seen a few reactions that have been like that was a letdown, it was not top five. I found it really riveting, but like, you know, um, I can see how other people were like, wait, like, this is just people talking on a bus.
4: Yeah. No, I think like for the people like Andy's a basic bitch. We all know this. Like we know oh, yeah. that his favorites are like scary Island, the dinner party from hell. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Which those are very good episodes, but they're very different. Like, this was a, an episode that, like, you definitely have to watch again, but for very different reasons. I thought there were a lot of like the things that I enjoyed most were like the little things, the I looks, agree. and the reactions, and just like the little comments that were made that were so funny. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really great. Well, it, well, it was.
2: Compo- I think what made it great was it was totally unfiltered, right? Like yeah. with like the dinner party from hell, for example. Like I like that episode. It's a in totally enjoyable episode. Like. You know, I used to think it was completely iconic and it still is It's iconic in its own way completely. But it is more like there's more like uh, it's less organic than Mm -hmm. this episode where like exactly like you said, like a lot of the little moments that really make the episode are also like there because the women aren't even thinking about like, you know, (laughs) how they're right. being how they're coming across to some extent because their minds are so in a different place that reminds me of like the uh season finale season 1 of Beverly Hills like the limo ride um mm-hmm. i feel like part of the reason why the limo ride is so iconic is because that just happened between kim yeah. like that came out of nowhere and it was real and that's what made it so compelling to watch and i think this episode had a lot of that which makes it really really interesting to watch.
4: Yeah, I agree. Like I loved everybody's reactions, everybody's reactions to how everybody else was reacting, the like yes, low point, like the pointing, pointing the
2: finger. Yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> Just really like a murder mystery style kind of trying to figure it out and I loved it. I really really loved it. So thank you. Thank you so much for talking about this with me.
2: Oh, my god, thank you for speaking. Thank you for giving me the space <laughs> to love Lisa Barlow. Um, you know, I hope, I hope people don't think that I am, uh, you know, too wild for um, any of my Salt Lake opinions. Like you said, sometimes I'll look at the Salt Lake city, like Twitter hashtag
4: and be like, am I alone? Um, I do it all the time. Every time I I go on Facebook, I'm like, huh, that is the opposite of how I feel. That's very interesting.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But, um, that's part of what is making this show and this franchise such a hit I think is because much like Potomac like you can watch and have different feelings about everybody at any point in time
4: totally nobody's safe nobody's safe and I like that exactly yeah (laughs) all right go well you have a great day thank you again thank you you too I'll talk (laughs) to you bye all right bye